Welcome to the Relentless Growth Podcast with Chris Goodman, where business owners and personal growth junkies just like you get their fix of tough questions and powerful coaching conversations so you can become your best, find your purpose, discover new levels of freedom, and lead others in their pursuit of relentless growth. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is your host, Chris Goodman. Thanks for tuning in again to the show. Hey, listen, if you have been listening from the very beginning, I want to say a sincere thank you. We hit a major stride in April. You all, you loved the guests. You loved some of those episodes with like with Lindsay and the questions uh, that we were talking about, the personal growth podcast. We got so much good feedback and the numbers really started to shoot up. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends. I'm forever grateful. I know the people who have come on the podcast, the coaches, the authors, they're getting business from you all sharing and talking about them and posting on social media. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. And we're just going to keep going and do our best to keep delivering great episodes every week. So today we're going to just go on and jump right in. I don't have a guest today. It's just me and you. We're going to talk about presence and being right where your feet are planted. This keeps coming up in coaching. And you guys have have picked up on this from the previous episodes. My coaching is life coaching for business owners. And it kind of walks the line of life coaching meets business coaching. Everything is on the table from relationships to stress, to the inner drama that we all have in, in our thoughts, to scaling your business, to clarifying a message, to becoming more profitable, like the really tactical stuff, to leadership questions. So a lot is on the table in coaching calls with my clients. One of the things that keeps popping up consistently and always has, if I'm honest in my coaching, but lately there seems to be a real pattern here, is this idea that I'm not where my feet are. I'm lost in space, I'm lost in time, and I'm lost in the drama and anxiety of what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this doesn't happen and what if this doesn't happen and what if they do that, then I'll have to do this. And that paranoia slash anxiety is really creeping up in a lot of my business owner clients. So I wanted to slow everything down today, just do an episode where you and I can kind of explore this. And I want you to think real quick for a second about the person you know who's the most stressed out. We all have someone in our life who is in incredibly stressed. They're always at like 11 out of 10 stressed. When you think about that person, would you say they're more present in their life and their conversations and their relationships, or they're more distant? They're off in la-la land worrying about what might happen or what has happened in the past. If you're having trouble placing this person, (laughs) you might be this person. And if you all have a mental picture at this point, you can see that that person's not exactly happy, right? Maybe from moment to moment, there there's some happiness there, but you wouldn't say on the whole, this person is a very happy, thriving, grounded person. And that's part of the reason I want to bring this up because, you know, in coaching, we're really going for your full potential in life, in business, in your relationships, in your inner monologue with yourself. We want the whole package. That doesn't mean that we're going for perfection. You guys have heard me say that a billion times on here, right? We want progress, not necessarily perfection. We want at this point to find new ways to keep you right where you are, where your feet are, that is, 
so that you can really experience your full potential, a full and happy life. And yes, I'm going to say, and really experience those hard times, those negative emotions. So I'm going to get into all this. As I move through this, I want you to keep in mind that all day, Monday through Thursday anyway, I'm talking with business owners who are primarily concerned with bringing a great product to the world, a great service to the world, and they're leading customers and teams of other humans experiencing this type of drama. While that's the case for my coaching, everybody on earth experiences this. We're all tempted to deal with anxiety, to deal with frustration from the past, and we're all tempted to be out of the moment and to take us away from where our feet are. It's totally normal. So this, what I'm saying is this episode actually applies to everyone, whether you own a business or not. However, it keeps coming up with my business owners. So we're going to go there today. And we're going to start with this story. I'm reading a book right now. I highly recommend it. It's called Already Free by Bruce Tift, T-I-F-T. We'll put a link in the show notes for you guys. So I think I mentioned this on the episode with Misty Stanley, but this book is really bending my mind in terms of how I think about Western culture and psychology and Eastern philosophy and Eastern tradition of uh, sort of Buddhist principles and peaceful principles coming out of the East. This author does a magical job of mixing the two and giving you permission to borrow from each perspective. In the book, he uses this example, and I loved it so much. I think I've told every single one of my clients about it at this point. He talks about how the thoughts we have in good times and bad times throughout the day when we're jumping from task to task, the thoughts we have are like dominoes. And the more stressed and the more anxious we are, the tighter those dominoes are. So imagine you're sitting in a room and you can see this long winding line of dominoes. You flick the first one, and of course, if they're close together, they fall over really quickly, and you can see that whole pattern unfold in a matter of seconds. The author's argument is that's exactly how our thoughts are when we're stressed, when we're anxious, when we're worried. We think one thing like, oh, crap, there's not enough money in the bank account, and that immediately starts a domino effect of, if there's not enough money in the bank account, then I'm not going to be able to, to pay for the kid's school. If I can't pay for the kid's school, oh my gosh, they're going to they're gonna fail out, or they're just going to come out of school, and then I'm not going to be a bad parent, and, 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 and. And you can see how fast those dominoes just fall over. In the book, he talks about the goal here is to put a little more space in between those anxious thoughts. So he uses the example of going and actually physically spacing the dominoes out, three, four inches in between each one. You knock the first one over, and what happens? Nothing happens. If we can learn to do this, if we can learn to put some space in between our anxious thoughts, our worried thoughts, our doubtful thoughts, any disempowering thoughts, if we can learn to put just a little space in there for what's actually possible, for what could happen that would work instead of what wouldn't work, the whole chain of events, the whole dominoes set following, it can be interrupted. And of course, that's part of the personal growth journey here is to feel happier on the inside, not so anxious on the inside. So you can show up at your best on the outside in work, in your relationships, in just using your time, all kinds of great externalities come out of this. And I love the simplicity of this story, right? We're just putting some space in between these dominoes. We're putting some space in between your thoughts. 
Now, how you create the space is up to you. I have clients who meditate. I meditate myself personally. I'm a big fan right now of this thing called New Calm, N-U-C-A-L-M. We'll put a link in the show notes. It is essentially a patch that you put on your wrist. And I know this this may sound sort of crazy to a lot of you. <laughs> and I'm laughing thinking of the people I've already told about this and they've looked at me like I'm crazy. This thing works though. I love it. It's called Nucom. You put a little patch, uh, it's a little sticker on your wrist, on your left arm, and you put in some headphones and you activate the app on your cell phone and you meditate with this usually 20 to 40 minute meditation, guided meditation. Most of the time it's just sounds. And while you're sitting there relaxing, your cell phone is using the Bluetooth connection to download an electric sig- electronic signal in the patch to help you access the same brain waves that people experience in deep meditation. So it's a shortcut to deep meditation. And it really recharges you. That's why it's called New Calm, because it really slows down all the noise through the day, the anxieties, the busyness. On my busiest days, I will often peel off for 20 minutes and do this on my couch in my office. It's really relaxing. Essentially what it does is helps me put some space in between everything and recharge. Literally, like I wake up feeling, well, I don't always fall asleep. Let's be realistic. It's meditating. Sometimes you fall asleep. Sometimes you don't. In this particular instance of using New Calm, I feel recharged and I feel like everything's in perspective. So I recommend you give it a shot if, uh, if you're curious. And I don't get paid to say that. So you know it's the truth. So anyway, whatever your vehicle for putting space in between your thoughts is, taking a walk, uh, breathing, you know, there's so many people online these days teaching you how to breathe and doing your breath work. And that sounds crazy, but it's a real physiological reset. Hard workouts, deep conversations, obviously coaching, whatever your method is for finding that space. My encouragement is to lean into what works for you. Because clients of mine who are doing this, myself included, are experiencing more happiness, less anxiety, less pressure, better results in their performance and at work, actually hitting their goals because they can focus and they can have the energy to attack those goals every day, more presence with their loved ones. They're actually there instead of feeling like they have to be thinking about work if they're sitting still talking to their family members or playing a game with their kids. And one of my favorite pieces of feedback I get all the time after a couple of months of coaching or if they start using this new calm thing, more peace. Just honestly, just moving through the day, feeling more peaceful, becoming a more peaceful person. And if you go back to that person you were thinking about, who's always stressed, always tense versus this very peaceful, very calm, very grounded person, which one would you rather hang out with? (laughs) Right? All right, now some of you are probably sitting there going, yeah, that's great for them, but they don't have this crazy business. They don't have this crazy family. They don't have all of this personal drama that I have right now. That's not true. What I'm saying is these are real life people in real life circumstances with real life stresses who are dealing with this in a new way, who are being where their feet are, learning to be present and still going through the motions of these stressful parts of life. 
here's what I think happens. And, and I say I think because I'm not going to cite any data on this. What I've witnessed after years of coaching top-level executives, CEOs, salespeople, top performers in all kinds of industries, I think people actually get addicted to stress the variety that we get out of having an imagination that goes into these dark places or stressful thoughts. I think we get addicted to that. The CEO mindset, the entrepreneur mindset craves challenge most of the time in my experience in coaching them. I mean, why else would we seek out business? It's a constant challenge. It's a constant struggle. Everything is, every day is something different. So I think we actually get addicted to this stress. And, and I want you to look at your life or, you know, the people around you, the more stressed people. Is it possible? Let's just say that, th- that this way. Is it possible that they don't know what else to do? Like, who would they be if they let go of that anxiety, if they let go of that stress? Would they even be themselves anymore? So I think people get addicted to this. It becomes a part of their identity and they walk around. They actually rotate their their character and their identity around this idea of I have to be stressed. I have to be climbing uphill. I have to have some kind of adversity in my life. It can't be easy and peaceful. It can't be simple and peaceful. So obviously I'm kind of riffing on this, but you get the point that the less present we are, the more tempted we are to live in the future where, oh my gosh, this could happen and this could happen and this could happen, or to live in the past. Yeah, but you don't understand what this person did to me. Yeah, but you don't know what I went through. Yeah, you, you don't know what I had to deal with. Instead of being right here and willing to experience that, willing to feel that and willing to move through that and actually be happy on the other side. Now, consider this. What is the cost of that kind of addiction? to stress, to anxiety, to living in the future, to staying in the past, to not being present. What's the cost of that? I kept track of a couple just in the past, uh, let's see, three days that I've worked on on with clients. And here's the list, the cost of this uh, sort of not being where your feet are. Number one, losing focus and being really distracted. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a human condition, I think, to have distracting thoughts sometimes, to lose your train of thought, to stop listening when someone's talking with you, all kinds of things. I I think that's partly normal. I'm talking about a pattern of problematic distraction, of chronic absence in your your conversations, in your relationships, in your work, in your focus. That's what I'm talking about. One of my earliest coaches, he was so great about this. He reminded me all the time that, hey, you've got to stay right here with your task, right here with your conversation, right here with who you're coaching, because if you don't, that distraction will cause a failure. And I can hear him saying it now, Chris, distractions cause failures. It's the reason we don't text and drive, right? At the end of the day, there are real costs to not being present. This is just one of them. And think about how many times a day that happens in business alone, Right? Somebody comes in with a really important problem, and for the first 30 seconds, you're still switching from the previous task or previous thing you were working on, and you don't even hear the first 30 seconds, and you go, whoa, whoa, back up. I, I'm not listening. I, say that again. And you've just cost both of you a half a minute. Not a big deal, but how many times a week does that happen? And those minutes add up over your life. Now, it's a tiny little example, obviously. All right, so the second scenario I've witnessed this week, costing you time. 
Obviously, what I just said is an example of costing you 30 seconds, but really how much time is it costing you to float around in your day, distracted by your thoughts, distracted by, you know, anything pulling you out of the current moment? One of my primary focuses, in, in my coaching anyway, is to help my business owners collapse, compress the amount of time it takes to reach the level of success that they want. We cannot do that without extreme focus, extreme accountability, extreme energy to accomplish these big goals. And part of the cost of that is having some real focus in the moment. I think I said that right. Hopefully that made sense. Essentially, if they are not where their feet are, everything's going to take longer. All right. The third thing I've noticed is energy. And I've mentioned this a couple of times now in terms of high performance. Can you imagine how much energy it's costing your brain, your body to jump from thought to thought, from anxiety to anxiety? You all can feel this on stressful days. You know it. You might not have really done that much, but it feels like you ran a marathon. Right? How many of you, and I'm doing this like I'm teaching a class, raise your hand if you've experienced a day where you didn't really do that much physically, but you were so absent in your mind and you were bouncing from thought to thought, from stressor to stressor, from worry to worry, that by the end of a few hours of that, you, you were just exhausted. You are totally burned out and fried. So if we want to be at our peak, obviously we have to contain that energy. We have to really direct it purposefully onto the thing and priority at, at hand here that really matters, whether that's being with your, your spouse, being with your best friend when they're talking with you, or even like, you know, you've heard me talk about meditating, even being right there. It's very easy for your thoughts to drift off. You got to bring yourself back into that moment because that's what's important at the time. And that energy can leak out throughout the day. All right. The fourth one I've witnessed this week is relationships. You know, I just mentioned that what if you're sitting across from your, your partner and you're not really there? I'm sure you can think of a time where you were bearing your heart, telling somebody something very important, and you could see their eyes were just glazed over and they were gone. It doesn't feel very good, does it? Imagine doing that over and over and over. What kind of signal do you send to that person when you're not there. I will totally own this. When I was in real estate, when I first got busy in real estate, which was immediately, I was physically in the room with my ex-wife or physically in the conversation. But a lot of times my mind was, oh, oh God, I, I, I got to do this. And if I don't get this done before I go to bed, that's really going to screw up their deal. And I, I wasn't there. And I know that put a toll on our relationship. So think about where you might be doing that, where you might be somewhere far, far away from where your feet actually are and what the cost to that relationship might be in the long run if you don't change that. Okay, the next one I've witnessed this week is less joy. Honestly, just feeling like life isn't as vibrant and full and exciting and awesome as it, as it can be because we're so focused on all the things that might go wrong and we're not even like living it up in the moment. Imagine how much higher your highs in life would feel if you were fully present in them, right? If you weren't holding your phone on Christmas morning or someone's birthday morning or whatever, like a really big celebration to you might be, 
if you were really fully involved in that moment, allowing your emotions to swell up and you weren't distracted by a text message or you weren't distracted by that thing at work that, that never seems to go away or you weren't distracted by that, that deep-seated worry that someone's going to laugh at you if you say the wrong thing, whatever your flavor of absence may be that day. Imagine how much fuller life would be if you're really in the moment. This is one of the best things to come out of my long-term clients. When we coach for 12 months, people almost always report a higher level of joy, just peace at the end of that, that coaching term because they've learned to be right where their feet are and fully feel that moment. They've learned how to really live right now. Now, there's a cost to that. I want to be totally transparent and not just the investment in coaching. I'm talking about the cost of that means they have to really be in the moment of those lows, those low points, those dark times, those hard days. That honestly, almost every coaching client who wraps up with me goes, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm right there in those moments too. I'm, I'm enduring that. It's suffering. It's hard. However, I know that it's going to pass. And then I can really live it up even better once it does pass because I allowed myself to experience it. I didn't just avoid that. So I don't want to be too vague here. You get what I'm saying that people who learn to be right where their feet are can have higher levels of joy. And yeah, they might have lower levels or just intense feelings of despair sometimes, but at least they're fully living in their human body and having the full human experience. Are we really winning if we're not fully experiencing the range of emotions that we're capable of? All right, so before I get too uh, theoretical or philosophical there, I, I just want to highlight that those are our, a handful of the ways that it costs us to not be present. So if you're listening and think, yeah, but how do I use this? Or what's the point? Why would I even worry about being where my feet are? This is the whole heart of it right here, that there's a real cost to not being where your feet are. So my encouragement is, uh, I have a couple encouragements at this point. Number one, understand this is not usually a linear growth journey or process. This usually takes some experimenting. You know, the, the first time you really, let's just use the cell phone example. The first time you really put your phone away and you are listening to someone tell a very boring story and you have nowhere to run and you have to stay right where your feet are, it may feel tough. Because you're breaking that old pattern. You're breaking that habit of being gone from the real conversation. So it may, it may be a little nonlinear in the beginning. And that's okay. Almost all growth is, right? How many people nail it and get it perfect the first time? I don't know those people. So give yourself permission to experiment with this and to figure out what works for you. Number two, obviously, I'm going to encourage you to find a coach or find even therapy. Sometimes therapy is where you need to start. Get help is what I'm saying. And if you can't find someone, obviously message me and I will help connect you to somebody who can work through this with you. Coaching, in my experience anyway, coaching is one of the best formats to deal with this because we work through and discover exactly how you are thinking. For instance, this week I had a client realize that he, he's absent in his daily life and he's not where his feet are because he's constantly got this fear of missing out on something. So his thoughts are always racing like, yeah, yeah, my, my spouse is talking about this, but, but if I don't 
if I don't get back to work soon, I'm going to miss that opportunity. If I don't get that bid out soon, I'm going to miss this opportunity that could be around the bit. And he's always living in the future. And now that I say that, I think Lindsay mentioned this on the last episode. I think she talked about future tripping, right? This idea that we're like, you know, tripping over all these things that could, might, maybe happen in the future instead of being right where our feet are. Coaching also helps give you tactical, strategic advantages. Remember, we talked about compressing time earlier. You know, when people hire me, they're they're getting all of my experience compressed into one conversation every time. And that can be tremendously valuable when it comes to tactical things like leverage. You know, I'm thinking about a, a client on Monday who is learning how to compress a lot of time so he can actually be with his family when he's home. Compressing that time at work means getting him leverage. Getting him leverage means finding new people, like hiring more team members, getting him better support through tools like software. We're looking at options on online where he doesn't actually need a person, but he needs a tool of some kind. There's all kinds of tactical ways that coaching can help you discover outlets for your stress and outlets for these thoughts that are taking you away from your presence, especially when you're with your family or your friends or even your hobbies. Uh, But coaching offers great tools for that. So before this becomes a commercial for coaching, which I don't want it to be, at the end of the day, what I'm saying is, remember, there is a cost to not being where your feet are. So I really encourage you to break that cycle, start finding ways to put some space in between those stressful thoughts, in between those thoughts that are living in the future, and in between those thoughts that are living in the past. Whatever works for you, if it's coaching, if it's meditation, if it's journaling, if it's walking, whatever works for you, as long as it's healthy and empowering, obviously. Now, when you turn this off, you're going to have a choice to make. To go back to life how it was before, and how you're bouncing from thing to thing, distracted, all over the place, not where your feet are, or you can make another decision, a new decision to start being right where your feet are and really fully living life. I hope you choose the latter, my friends. Thank you for listening. Support the show by sharing it with your friends or giving us a uh, review on iTunes. We love your feedback as well, but uh, either way, I'm so grateful for your, your listening today and make sure you tune in for the next episode of Relentless Growth. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relentless Growth. If you're ready to start leading your life and business with a new level of passion, purpose, and relentless growth, go to goodmancoachinginc.com where you can join the email list and sign up for a coaching consultation right now.